Morning, Jim. Morning, Jay. All right, so we'll start off with the Wilds, who uh, get a much-needed victory yesterday, 4-3, to three, um, as uh, they end up downing the Nashville Predators. Uh, your thoughts on that Wild win? A couple of goals from Kirill Kaprizov in that one. Probably their best five-on-five game in a while. Uh, Kaprizov was great. Spurgeon was good. Hartman gets the winning goal without, you know, by having, I mean, we talked last week about ugly goals. Um, I'm a big fan of pretty goals myself, but it's a reality of the league that, you know, you need, you need some, some grit goals. You need to get to the front of the net. You need to create, uh, some chaos and some traffic in front of the net. And Hartman has done that well lately. And, uh, he ends up winning the game by letting a puck deflect off of him. Uh, it's, that's why to me, analyzing NHL is so difficult is so much of the, you know, play is random. I mean, you want, of course you want to possess the puck. Of course you want to the opponent, but a lot, you know, putting yourself in a situation where something good might happen. And they did that yesterday. So Jim, as far as where they're sitting, they're in a wild card spot. Now Um, you said before the season that they look like they'd be a playoff team. They're kind of on that hinge. And there are times where I think it's last week you mentioned that maybe they won't be a playoff team. Your thoughts on this team, do they have enough talent that they can make it? Well, yeah, they have, they have enough talent. Uh, they're just, a, you know, they're right now they are a fringe team and, uh, they're not, you know, I thought, I mean, let's, it's been a weird year. They had a kind of an embarrassing start to the season. Then they slowly righted themselves and they got themselves up to a decent seed. And then they had a kind of something of a slump. Uh, I would say that they're still a developing team. You know, they, they still have a lot of young players. They still have a lot of moving parts. They only have one exceptional player, and that's Kaprizov. Um, and, you know, they've had some disappointing stretches that really have cost them a few few places in the standings. We still don't know where they're going to end up. Um, I would, you know, I, I felt like coming into the season, given that they have been kind of a fringe playoff team for a while now, that the mark of this season would be whether they could have playoff success. Now we don't even know if they get to the playoffs. So I would say where they stand right now is a slight disappointment. Um, but it's not over. They could, you know, I mean, getting in the NHL, getting hot at the right time, playing well, going into the playoffs is probably more important than anything happens in the regular season. Jim, what do you think about uh, the uh, NBA All-Star game last night? I mean, there, there's there hasn't been defense played in that game for a long time. It's all about shooting threes and just letting guys go in for layups. I, I think that was the the thing that I I just really don't understand is why they just get these uncontested layups. We're not really a show. I mean, seeing a you know a professional basketball player make a layup that's not a big deal. I know that there were dunks and there were threes made, and some of those things certainly are show their skill level. But I mean, just it, it's it's a hard game to watch. I, I think I got an idea. They should take borrow from the NFL's page flag basketball. <laughs> they got to do something. It was, it was embarrassing. Um, because in the old days, there was at least they pretend to be in defensive position. Maybe they weren't playing hard defense. Maybe they weren't going to foul you. Maybe, but, you know, you at least had to go around somebody to make a play. I mean, that was five defenders getting the heck out of the way so somebody could shoot a layup or dunk easily. Uh, that was embarrassing. That was a, a complete joke. Um and, you know, you don't have to play like, you know, bad boys, Detroit Pistons defense in the all-star game, but you should play defense. 
you know, other uh, offensive, as you said, players of that skill scoring against no defenders is not entertaining and it's not challenging and it doesn't, it doesn't reveal anything. Um, so I, I thought it was an embarrassment. How about Mac McClung, uh, winning the slam dunk contest? He, he's a guy, what, he's a G League player, right? Or he's a two way contract guy for Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, they need to get rid of the dunk contest unless they're going to have some actual stars doing it. I mean, I'd love, I, I, and once again, we're in load management era here. Uh, I would love to see Anthony Edwards in a dunk contest. That'd be a blast. He's not going to get into a dunk contest. Um, and it's just not entertaining. It's just not. You know, three points, the three point, I would like to see the best shooters in the league compete in the three point contest. I think that's really cool. Um, maybe a horse. I don't know. The reality is that these players are so rich and now the modern sports world is so aware of wear and tear and what injuries could do to your franchise that nobody wants to do anything. And I understand it's, it's a very logical thing to do, but it makes weekends like this almost unwatchable. Is there anything they can do to make it better? I don't think so. Uh, cancel it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gopher men's basketball had a, a better showing uh, in a loss against Penn State on Saturday. They got Dawson Garcia, Braden Carrington back. Um, at least they were more respectful in that one, and I know they're going to play at Illinois tonight. That'll be a tough game. Uh, your thoughts on this Gopher team? Is there any opportunity to try to get better before the year's out? You would like to think so. I think you hit on it. Uh, Garcia came back and he, you know, sometimes players have to ease back after injuries. I like the fact that he came back with some fire and he really seemed like he wanted to lead the team and took the offensive input, uh, you know, initiative. Uh, Carrington, I think can still is going to develop into a nice player. Uh, the sooner the better, of course, but it was good to see him back. I mean, listen, the season's lost. What you want to see now is some things that will provide some encouragement that next year can be better. Of course, part of that is the recruits arriving. But you'd like those recruits to arrive and have Garcia and Battle and Carrington and Ola Joseph and some other guys really looking like they can be a part of something. So that's what I took from the other night is that Garcia came out with some real fire, and I'd like to see that every time out. Jim, do you think that uh, Garcia is going to stick around because he's got one year of eligibility left after this year? I mean, I, I don't know how to predict that. Yeah, I would like to think I would like to think that he would like to do something at Minnesota with Evans and Christie and Battle and Carrington and Ola Joseph and and hey if if those guys and if that's if that's kind of your top six and then you have Payne and Enan and Fox and those guys as your your bench now all of a sudden you're putting together a Big Ten roster. You know, I kept saying before, you know, early this season, this is not a Big Ten team. There aren't enough Big Ten players. Well, if you get Evans and Christie and Battle and Garcia, and then you have, you know, now you're getting close. Uh, if Carrington develops into a shooter that complements those guys, now you now you're looking like a team that has a fighting chance. This team just never had a fighting chance. Jim, the uh, Twins are going to have uh, their first. I think it's full squad workout. First one is today. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the dugout right now, and uh, but yesterday was not really the first official day, and we had we had highlights all over the place. Duran p- pitching to Correa, uh, good lord, Duran was throwing 102 on February whatever 19th. Good lord, that guy is good, uh, and a great personality. He's learned English. He's just a, a really kind of a joy to be around. Correa is a blast to be around. That was fun. Uh, Maeda looks really good at this stage. 
Um, you know, Buxton is the only real in Buxton and maybe Kirilov's wrist. All Kirilov says he feels fine, but Buxton's, you know, kind of ramp up at post post surgery to, to running full speed. That's really the only injury concern in camp. Uh, it's, it feels like a, a pretty deep, good team at this moment. Uh, Duran, is he a guy that you would just use in the highest leverage situations? Do you view him as their best reliever? Oh, he's their best reliever. Him, uh, yeah, he, he might be one of the two or three best relievers in baseball by by the end of this year. Uh, he might be the best reliever in baseball by the end of this year. He's phenomenal. Um, I They aren't answering that yet. They don't have to answer that yet. It feels like they're going to go with Lopez as their traditional closer, and Duran's going to be their secret weapon. You know, he's going to be the highest leverage guy. Sometimes he'll close games, but they're not going to just save him for two-run lead, nobody on base in the ninth inning thing. They'd rather have him get the biggest outs to the game. Uh, he seems to have a great attitude about it. I think modern baseball has evolved to the point where, you know, being named the closer, people realize that's not as important as getting the biggest outs. So there's not the stigma of not being the closer anymore. But they have, I mean, good Lord, they, they, Alcohol is throwing high 90s right now. Um, Pagan, of course, has great stuff, even though he was terrible last year. Uh, Thielbar and Moran are the lefties. Uh, you know, Jax wants to, says he wants to throw 100 here soon. Uh, this is going to be a flame-throwing bullpen. Jim, so are you ex- expecting that Major League Baseball has kind of moved to a point where your best reliever, whether it be the 7th, 8th, ninth inning, is going to face that meat of the lineup? It kind of depends on who's coming up that inning as opposed to your best reliever always pitches the ninth. Yep, it's going to be matchup based. Uh, it's going to be rest based. So you know, Lopez might close two games in a row, and then Duran might get the next save, or or, the, or Duran might might pitch in the seventh inning three days in a row. We use yeah, it's it's going to be the point is to win games, right? And they're going to use these guys in the best way they can to, to win games, and they have a lot of power arms out there right now. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, full site is up at talknorth.com, including a chin music. We'll do another chin music today on the Twins and everything going on with the team. Uh, we'll do a John Krasinski show later this week. We have Krasinski on the Wolves up. Uh, everything is at talknorth.com or in your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jay. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning. Of course, today he's joining us from Fort Myers, where he's covering the Twins. And Jim, today is brought to you by St. Cloud's General Rental Center and by Wimmer Opticians. Uh, you can uh, follow him on his podcast, talknorth.com. And, uh, of course, uh, you can listen to him every weekday morning here at around 7.15 on WJON. Coming up next, World of National News from ABC. You're listening to the 